0: I'm conflicted. It seems like my boundaries go against my spiritual beliefs. Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. What is going on? Oh, not much. What's going on with you? Not
1: much. I got a little bit of a hangover from like all the people we saw at uh, church yesterday and after church with uh, mom and dad getting ready to take off on their church mission.
0: We had a busy week. We had a funeral we attended. um, uh, And so we saw a bunch of the old people from the old neighborhood and then mom and dad's farewell same thing again just tons of people like that we've known forever so yeah I want to throw a quick shout out to the Burton family and let
1: them know that we love them and that you know we're sad for your loss even though it's maybe a little bit expected and Jan was a great great woman and did a really
0: amazing job at helping raise you know the kids you know there's like there's friends in life and then there's friends that are almost family. And that's like the Burtons. We, we grew up with them really connected. We used to just, we, on Sunday afternoons, remember, this is back before phones and the internet. How how did you entertain yourself? You'd actually walk over to your neighbors and we'd sit on their front lawn for hours, for hours, just sit and talk yeah. on the front porch. And yeah. Turn you know. some music on and hang out and just talk. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, same, same for me. Like shout out to them and with a lot of love, um we give our prayers to them. So um Tyler, should we jump in
1: to Let's go. Yeah, let's go. We got a question. We've we've had we've got we've actually had several questions that are written questions that have been submitted to us in the past. We rarely get to those because we often have callers, and <clears throat> we we always push a caller to the front. Um And so, yeah, if, you, if you'd if you like your question answered, the fastest track is to come on the on the podcast and you can do that by going to realtalkrecovery.com. But we do have a question that, that's been sitting with us for a while and it felt like it was a good time to answer it. So I'm going to read it, Brandon, and we'll jump in. Does that sound all right? Let's do it. This question comes from Emily. And Emily says, what do I do with the spiritual guilt that comes when I enforce my boundaries for safety and peace and take steps toward divorce? Verses forgiving, letting Christ heal the relationship, stay committed to the covenants, etc.
0: Yeah. So, uh, can I piece this apart a little bit so we can? Yeah. Uh, and maybe give some context. I think um, because you and I both know that this is coming from a religious context of beliefs about eternal marriage, um, not divorcing. I made a commitment. I made a commitment, staying together at all costs. And so, divorce is not an option um, in in someone's mind. Oftentimes, because it's between them and God, they decided that they are going to stick this out in a marriage. Um, and so, you can see the the conflict there of having a spouse who's an addict, breaking boundaries, uh, you know, not being faithful in the marriage. At the same time, having that. Pressure to stay married and having that guilt that's driving that as well. So it puts somebody in a really tough position.
1: Yeah. This is a great question. The reason we wanted to cover this today is because we actually get questions like this a lot. There's yeah. this con there's this conflict between, you know, I know I'm I know I'm in a situation right now where my values are being pressed on in certain ways that I don't like, and I actually feel like I'm not being congruent if I continue to live in a certain way but I've also made these commitments and covenants on the other side, which which I made a commitment and a covenant with God that I would stay for better or worse till death do us part, whatever, even maybe for eternity. And now I'm stuck in this rock in a hard spot because I wanna keep my covenants that I've made, but I also wanna stay true to my values. And I wanna be able to set healthy boundaries so that I don't continue to be whatever, Walked on, deceived, abused, whatever is going on in the relationship.
0: Yep. So, Tyler, I, I, I think some of the most courageous acts that I've seen people do is is end up getting divorced. So, so, and, and I'll say this a different way: some of the most righteous things that I've seen people do is to divorce. Um, and I know that feels backwards or seems backwards um but and it's interesting Tyler you believe in recovery right yep i believe in recovery too in fact i know that recovery is an option for for pretty much everybody and some it's harder to get to than others but recovery is absolutely a possibility correct i mean 100% okay so if we know that if recovery is a possibility then this is important to know because if you have a if recovery's real and you have a spouse who's refusing to to actually get into recovery then what are you to do well that's the challenge
1: right you're you're to do your own work to make sure that you're managing your emotions properly to care for your heart properly to eventually turn back to your relationship with god and receive the direction and answers that that you need to be able to make your decisions
0: this is looked at all wrong, Tyler. If if I can oftentimes this is what's being asked when when addiction comes along, the person struggling with the addiction in a way th- throws out to the partner, "Hey, I need you to be unhealthy enough to be in a relationship with me." Uh, and if you get healthy, that threatens our relationship. And that so so the healthier you get, now you're doing something wrong because you're getting healthy because you're going to break down our eternal family because you're getting healthy. Do you see how effed up this is? Do you see how, how backwards it is? Yes. Um, and in saying that you can kind of hear that the, there's a manipulation that goes on with this. From the side of the person who's not doing the work. Yes. Right. Because the person who's doing the work is fighting for the marriage.
1: That's right. I and mean, For the marriage. I think that's something that's important to maybe distinguish in this episode today is setting my boundaries and moving towards a place of integrity and authenticity while still staying in the marriage is the invitation for the whole system to change to save the marriage. And, and the person, yes, it, it always it always feels like the person who pulls the trigger on getting divorced is the bad one. That they're the ones that chose to get the divorce, or they they're when in reality, moving systematically towards a set of you know principles where you value, let's say, I value effort and integrity and humility and the, the possibility consistency. To, to do growth and consistency, all those things. And I'm going to start building my life towards those principles because between me and God, that's what feels right. I might be actually moving myself closer to a deeper relationship with God at the same time that the tension or the thread between me and my partner gets you know, tighter and tighter and we get further and further apart. And either my partner will then choose to make their own choices, hopefully with their relationship with God that moves us closer together again, or eventually that thread is gonna be like a rubber band that that will break and snap. Um, yep. But but the person who's moving towards their relationship with God and their values, isn't the one
0: destroying the marriage. Yeah, so, so it really is make or break when somebody starts to really get healthy because change happens. And when that change starts to happen, it can be uncomfortable. And this this is when we talk about the messy middle. It's, what, what you just described, Tyler, is brutal in many ways. It's When that st- process starts to happen, it's hard for both partners um, to kind of see like how motivated are you? Is change going to happen? Can trust be established here? I'm terrified to actually extend a little bit of vulnerability and trust with you. I feel like I'm going to get bludgeoned but I got to do that to see if I can trust you. Um, and and that's the messy middle. And I think, I, I, Tyler, I do think sometimes people give up a little early. I do too. I, I think that's a real thing um, where they quit and they say, no, I'm done. Don't care. I'm not going to try. Um, but what, with the question that we got here doesn't sound like sh- she's struggling with that. She's on the oh, other no. end, other other end of that
1: yeah right. I would I, I the way that I pictured when I read that question was I pictured someone who's actually probably staying as long as they possibly can, maybe even to their own detriment.
0: right. At what point are they betraying themselves? yeah, and not resonating in their own truth and sacrificing everything for the relationship? And the question I have is, and, and this is Tyler, you're parent of four daughters so you're you're the perfect guy to ask for this um would you want your daughters to completely sacrifice themselves for their relationship i mean give, it was up, a give up give up their truths live in <clears throat> emotional abuse as a father, of course
1: not, you know, like I would, if if I had my daughter in a similar situation and she was working, let's say she's married to a guy who's choosing not to like work on himself, not to try to improve his life, not overcome his addiction. She's giving
0: him chances. She may be honest, verbally she's...
1: abusive, whatever. I'm probably going to be leaning towards as I, as I listen to her, if I'm on my best game, I'm going to be listening to her and trying to reflect back what I'm hearing to her and maybe plugging in certain principles that I happen to believe. Um, and of course I wouldn't want her to stay in a relationship like that because I feel like number one, she doesn't deserve to be treated that way. But number two, she's eventually going to uh, my fear is that she's eventually going to lose more and more of herself and thereby her connection with other people and with God in the process. And that's my fear. Now, with that said, Brandon, I actually want my daughter, and this is this is a little bit more like kind of abstract. I want my daughter in that situation that you just painted to figure out how to do the work, to be grounded enough and connected enough with God to have what I call like this, these surrender moments that happen where they, where you'd experience a semblance of peace because of your connectedness with God, that whatever the decision you're making is in line with his will. Right? Yes. And, and, and I do, I work with a lot of women. Especially who get to that point, some men too, where they come into my office and say, this is so conflicting, but I, but I feel like God's telling me it's time to move on. But, but everything that I've ever learned says not to, you know, and, and if they're coming in saying that I go, okay, well, how does that feel? Does it feel grounded? Does it feel peaceful? They're like, yeah, it feels like weird because I'm conflicted, but I feel peace. Yeah. Okay. Okay that that to me is evidence of the work that they've been doing whereas if they come in in a different state of emotion or whatever and be like oh my gosh I don't know what else to do maybe if I leave for a while then he'll change and then like it's like no 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 that's not that you're not you're not you have your work with your own relationship with your higher power is still it's still in process before you make that decision
0: well T- tyler it's that old thing where when when your spouse is struggling with an addiction or having problems it presents uh, and, and this is hard for some people to hear it presents a massive opportunity for you and when we say do your own work we're not talking about do your own work to figure out how to navigate this addict spouse that you have and how to control them and how to be a victim to them and how to blah 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 that's not your own work what we're talking about is everything that Tyler just outlined which is if you have grounded yourself You've you have connected deeper with God, trusted your intuition more, relied on support, learned how to be more vulnerable, um, done your self care so that you're feeling healthier, more alive. And at, at that point, if you're doing that, then you're able to trust your your intuition, trust your gut, and know what it is. You're gonna you're gonna feel it more clearly. You're gonna have more clarity. And at that point if you've done those things, you are available to be a very healthy partner who can c- connect with good attachment in a relationship. And if you're in a relationship with somebody who cannot or won't or refuses to do that, then you really got to ask yourself, what is what does it mean to live in your truths? And it's what you said, Tyler, that person who's done all that work, all that grounding work, they are fighting like hell for their relationship, um, and they are not the ones walking away. Even if they write up the divorce papers, um, at, at some point, I believe that God and I—this I, is just my opinion—I'm trying. I'm, I don't want to speak for God, but God does not want His sons and daughters to sacrifice themselves. He wants them to be empowered to be honest, to live in their truths and all of those things. And if divorce happens as a result of that, that's what needs to happen.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the, the, the place where the, the pinch point is, is how do you not lose yourself while also keeping commitments? Because I do believe like in some ways, and this is, you know, I'm a marriage therapist first and foremost, and this is just my bias Brandon too, that, Anytime a couple comes into my office, my first goal is to figure out if there's a way to salvage the relationship. Like, I understand that sometimes the right decision will be to not salvage a relationship. But my first goal is always geared that direction, especially because most partners when they're coming in on both sides are looking for ways to salvage that relationship. So with that said, that's my bias coming in all the time. Even though I know that sometimes... You know, it it doesn't work out that way. Here's where I think you're going. A different way of saying this is if I have made a commitment, let's say, you know, as a Christian person, I think I actually think there is a principle in Christianity that if we're living a Christian life, we actually sign ourselves up for something called the law of sacrifice. And we do actually end up in the context of lots of areas of our life, in our relationships, in whatever we choose to do, and in the context of our own church work and whatever we do to serve other people. Like we are we are invited to offer sacrifice, you know, namely a contrite heart, I mean a broken heart and a contrite spirit is the biggest sacrifice that we're invited to offer. But in the context of our marriage, there is sacrifice that goes there. I think the key element here is that we have to be managing our relationship in a way where we're going continually to God first and making sure we know who we are in God's eyes. Because understanding who we are in God's eyes allows us to be authentic in the context of our relationships with other people, which allows us to actually love others instead of take from them. And in the context of doing that, I I believe that rarely will God ask us to lose our identity for the sake of keeping something unhealthy. Right. Like he's he's not going to say, hey, Tyler, like, you know, your wife you know, she wants to go and do this and this and this that are totally against your values. She wants to have, you know, multiple uh, sex partners and she wants to, you know, stop living these certain other principles that you go, believe go in. in deep debt and all yeah. whatever. Right. I, unless I go to God and God's like, yeah, Tyler, like do that with her. Like I'm I'm going to have to go to God and God's going to say, likely Tyler, I love her and I want you to love her. But you're going to lose yourself if you do that. And I need you to, I need you to keep you and I need you to know you and I need you to know how I see you. And I see you as someone who's going to have to stand up for this principle and say, no, it doesn't work for me. Like, and, and if you leave me or if you don't want to operate inside of those same values, then I'm going to have to let that go. Right. Right. But I will have kept my relationship, my identity with God, first and foremost, And then I will use myself as an instrument inside of that relationship, hopefully towards growth together. And I I actually believe that that's what really good recovery is when a marriage stays together. And and what we do is is that both partners start to actually be offered ways of seeing themselves and their lives and their relationships differently as a result of the work of their partner. They see it and go, oh, I I didn't realize that I was hurting someone the way that I've been hurting them now now that I see that because it's authentic or... Wow, I didn't realize how much I've been hurting myself because I stuck so hyper focused on the pain this person has caused me and it's taken me away from my relationship with God. Like right now, now I start to see that stuff and I am changed for the better as a result
0: if it's done in that order. Well, and that's that's how you refine each other in a relationship. Like it's 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 actually blesses you when that conflict is there and it pushes you. But but both partners need to be humble and both partners need to be honest, and when the that when that's there, then that shift and that growth together can happen. Um, I Tyler, I think. Tell me what you think about this, because this goes against everything that we were ever taught, and um, I I think that divorce as an option is healthy. I think it's a good thing. Uh, I. I, I have the option to divorce Jenny if I want to, I totally can, Yeah, and I could be happy and life could move on and God could still love me, but I have the option to divorce my wife if I want to divorce her. And heaven knows uh, in my marriage, we've had our challenges and our things that we've had to work through and some really tough stuff. And and in those times, I can still have divorce a, as an option and not divorce her. And so, and, and this is what, what I'm getting at is, instead of being in a marriage where I have to be there out of obligation, because I'm guilted into it, versus being in a marriage that I'm choosing into, I'm choosing to do this hard work with you. And I'm not bailing right now, Like even though divorce is an option, but I choose in here. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Um so I think it's important that divorce is an option because it it really does show that I'm choosing this. I want to do this. Because there's, on the back end I could leave if I wanted. Well, there's this comes back to
1: the law of sacrifice that we were talking about earlier that it's a much it's a much more like willing offering to offer my heart to a relationship when I know I don't have to keep it there or, or offer it
0: versus your guilt. You know? If I'm stuck
1: there as a result of guilt or compulsion or inability to get out because I can't care for myself or force or something else, then the offering isn't even as good as the offering that's like, I know, I know that I'll be okay outside of my relationship if I were to divorce my wife. My wife needs to, and I want her. I want my wife to know that she would be okay if she chose not to be with me. And when she chooses to be in and I choose to be in, both of us make something much greater together than we could otherwise on our own. Yep. Whereas yep. If, if she's stuck in the relationship, let's say I'm controlling things financially now and she feels stuck to stay and then she has to like rationalize that she's staying because God told her to stay, but she really can't leave anyway and she's feeling stuck and trapped. There's too much compulsion in that. There's no room for the actual growth of the benefit of two people who are doing the work with God first to then offer themselves to one another. And, and that's, and think that's the big issue. We keep coming back to this though, Brandon is, is that the way that you get to that is you continually do the work to uncover your identity, to live fully authentically within who you were designed to be. You make sure that you have the means and ability to take care of yourself. And then as you wrestle with your relationship with God, God does make those covenants with you. And I wanna I wanna emphasize that that most of us get messed up and we think we made the covenant with our spouse, and the covenant was actually with God.
0: Ooh, so, that's deep. I like so
1: this. so so the negoti the negotiation that we have with our covenants is back with God, with our higher power,
0: as much or more so than it is with our partner. So could you say, like, maybe I covenanted to marry this person? to go through this really challenging thing to to push myself to, and maybe in the grand scheme of things, I kept my covenant mm-hmm. by choosing into this experience where I learned a great deal about myself, about my relationship with God. And maybe I kept my covenant, even though I'm divorced.
1: Maybe that's, again, that's between the individual and God. You know, I'm thinking about just the story of Isaac and Abraham, right? Like Ab- Abraham had covenanted with God to keep all of his commandments. He had he had covenanted to live the law of sacrifice to the point that he was willing to hike his son up a mountain and was willing to follow through with the sacrifice of his son, because that's what the covenant had been, that he was going to live the law of sacrifice. Between God and him. Between him and God. And in the last moment, God was like, no, we're not doing that. You kept your like, covenant. Yeah, you you and kept, something
0: else happened here. You kept your covenant. Yep.
1: There is an offering now that that is, will suffice for me here. And and I think that it was more of Abraham and his wrestle with God and his heart towards his relationship with God and his willingness to keep the covenant where he was finally able to receive the message back of saying, "Well, this is a different way. Here's a here's another path." Whereby you can still keep your covenants,
0: right, even though it's not the way that you thought it was, right, right uh, yeah, yeah, I mean I think you're making a great point, Tyler, and I think it's a it's a really hard one to wrap your mind around it. It's not so black and white, it's more in the in the process of growth and faith and and so it's not so black and white you know i tyler I, i've i've we, we've talked to and I've worked with and you've worked with couples who get in recovery together and it's awesome and they're fun to talk to and they're amazing and they're, they're mature and they have wisdom and all those things. It's awesome. Um, but I've also talked to a lot of people on the other side of divorce who say things like, my divorce um, was the best thing ever. I didn't know it would be like this once I got out of that relationship, all of the things I learned in that relationship now my life is so much more vibrant. Um, I'm able to have boundaries with people. My new relationships are so much healthier. My relationship with God is a more of a possibility now now that I'm out of this abusive, ugly, nasty relationship, and they're moving on and they're full of hope and life. Uh, I don't think. That, like, they get that that those consequences as a result of sinning, as a, real, as a result of doing something bad. I think they followed their heart. They listened to truth. They fought for their marriage for as long as they could. They
1: acted they, in courage over and over again.
0: They had they had to protect themselves and step into their truths. And their spouse chose not to step into that marriage with them. And it's not so black and white.
1: No. And I I think you're getting to another point, Brandon, that that I just want to acknowledge to probably a lot of our listeners right now wrestling with this same kind of a dilemma is that I just want to acknowledge that that wrestle inside yourself to try to stay, to figure out how to stay, to work on forgiveness, to work on letting go, to work on finding any possible way where you can say yes and still keep your values that's a real struggle. And that struggle is difficult. Um, But there is, there's a whole lot of growth and purification that comes through that struggle. And, you know, and eventually whether you choose to stay or choose to go, you have the ability and the possibility of, of coming through it with, with new superpowers with with a deeper understanding of forgiveness, with a deeper level of understanding of who you are in God's eyes, with a deeper understanding of being able to connect, to show empathy, to show self compassion um, it's it's an amazing training ground, even though it's a
0: brutal process you know Tyler i uh, I just think of a person who's who's living in the hell of a horrible relationship, who's tried and tried, who's, who's humble, doing their own work. And they know they've gotten that confirmation that divorce is, is the option is, is what needs to happen. And then they go and they look in their child's eyes. They look in their 10 year olds or 12 year olds eyes. And they just think I am going to hurt them. Like, this is not fair to them. And I'm willing to sacrifice me so that they don't have to drink that bitter cup uh, because I'll stay in this hell for them. And I think that dilemma, a lot of times when you bring the kids into it, you know, my wife, her parents knew divorce was right when she was young, really young. And they stayed married for 25 years and she she looks back and says i wish they would have divorced it would have been so much better for us and and she doesn't know you know yeah he, yeah you don't know but. but but you know what wasn't good for them was to be in a household full of resentment hate um you know just disconnection to be raised in that type of a household and again it's always not so black and white sometimes the better thing for your children is to have a mom or a dad who's actually fighting for their truth and going to be free to be healthy, Um, right? So it's, again, your truth is more important than what you should do. Yeah. Your intuition, don't be selfish, but your intuition, if you're connected to God, then step forward into that dark cave, whatever it is, and see see where you end up.
1: I think that's what you said is really important, Brandon, that that's one way to check your selfishness is to run it through your relationship with God. Yeah. And so if you're in a distant or disconnected or angry or whatever relationship with God, continue to do that work, continue to do that wrestle, because when you finally start to get some grounding and some clarity there, then you kind of get that confirmation. And instead of you just going like, was I selfish or I do the wrong thing or is God displeased with me? You've already done that legwork. You know, I you're talking. Yep. I want to just throw a shout out to one of my clients right now who has been in the process of a divorce that is taking that has taken close to three years. That's she's brutal. She's she's known it's been right for approximately three years, and yet she's been in this back and forth where she's still conflicted over what's going to happen for the kids, and she's still conflicted over like still caring about this man that she's been with for a long time and she still sees like little remnants of things that she knows are were good and could be good in the relationship but in the meantime no recovery has been happening right. you know all the things that you all the red flags you look for he's kept his affair partner he's you know he's controlled the money he's been angry he's been you know disconnecting he's been manipulative like all these things through this course of 3 years and yet here she is trying, 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 trying. And then she goes back and she wrestles with God and over and over again, God's saying, Hey, like it's, you're going to be okay. Like it's going to be it's okay. Be fine. She's coming into me multiple times and said, I know God says that I can be released here. It's time to be done. And I'm like, all right, well, let's take the steps forward then. And then she doesn't because this thing grabs her over and over again. Yep. She finally is at the point just this last week of kind of finalizing a lot of the divorce stuff. And she came in and she just had this like new countenance on her face and was like, Tyler, I did not realize the burdens that I have been carrying until this thing is finally starting to finish. And it's like, I feel almost like this this burden is like physically being lifted off my soul and my body. And now I'm seeing that there's a life out there that I can still live where I can still be a good mom. I can still, I can still love this man that I'm divorcing. Like I can have love in my heart towards him, even though I'm not going to allow myself to be lied to and manipulated. Because she can be boundaried now. Intimidated and she can live inside of her boundaries while still loving him, even though she's not going to be with him anymore. That makes and, that possible. And that wrestle that she's been in, it's taken three years for her, but that's what has made it possible.
0: Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. We're, Tyler, we're huge fans of healthy relationships. Oh, let me be clear. I, <laughs> I want to save marriages. That's my goal. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and I would say, Tyler, I'm a little different. Like, I, I really want people to step into their truth so that they can be free. And when, when two partners do that together, then they end up creating some pretty awesome love and just create together. And it's amazing. Yeah. Um, But I, I absolutely am happy to help dismantle a relationship that is undermining somebody from stepping into their power and who they really are. Authenticity. Yeah. And, and the, like, but we absolutely, we're not like divorce, divorce, divorce. But we're all about stepping into your truth and being authentic. And when both partners do that, we're all good. We're we're all full of love. When both partners can work through the shame, the defenses, the drama, all of that stuff, then connection can happen um, and real good stuff can happen. But when one person is unwilling to do their work and, and hunkers down in, and the other person needs to actually still move forward with doing their own work right so yeah
1: i know that people have seen this before those who go to certain churches and things but I, I picture this what you're saying is like an equilateral triangle where you put god at the top and then you put yourself on one corner and your and your spouse on the other and people want a closer relationship they want deeper connection inside their marriage but the way to get there is is that each individual works their way closer to the top of the triangle and as you get closer to the top of the triangle it draws you together but it was done by doing your work to be your best self to have a relationship that's authentic with god and as you do that and as your partner decides to do that that's where the connection and closeness draws you together yeah And, and that's where the focus has to be. And too often couples get stuck down at the bottom of that triangle, looking across at each other saying, we've got to fix this and we've got to figure out how to be close. And pretty soon they're blaming one another. And then they can't find connection and common ground when all they needed to do was actually turn around, look themselves in the mirror, look at God and start to work a relationship with God that would actually draw them
0: closer together as a couple one of the one of the biggest stumbling blocks and this is a whole other topic one of the biggest stumbling blocks to doing your own work is is when when you're stuck behind your finger pointing at the other person uh, you know you're, you're you're blaming you're looking at them yeah i mean one of the questions we kind of went through is kind of had that tone of like yeah my stupid husband will never get in recovery and i you know i've done all my recovery work and he's just the worst and it had had this tone of like well mm, have you done yeah. your recovery work? Like, have yeah. you really? And, and, you know, and, and when we talk about being closer to God, somebody who's resonating closer to God, they resonate in joy, peace, love, acceptance. Um, they can absolutely be boundaryed. They can be honest, but they have compassion for themselves and for others. That's somebody in real recovery. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right, Tyler. It's, it's an interdependent model where, on our own, we are doing our own work to get to that place where we can resonate on those levels, and then we can create some pretty good relationship. So,
1: yeah, I love what you said. That the biggest stumbling block is your own finger pointing at the other person. Because yeah. number one, your finger's in the way. Number two, the other person's still in the way, and somewhere behind that is God.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but you're, you're stuck. stuck.
1: You can't you're, see. You're stuck until you move your own finger move the other person to the peripheral and then get Get busy working on God. And God will maybe, maybe we'll come back and say, yeah, you're right. He isn't working his recovery and it's time for you to do something different. But now you can do that with peace and confidence instead of like anger and blame, blame,
0: control. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, this has been
1: good. Good discussion. Yeah, good episode. Thank you, uh, Brandon. And and for those of you listening, would be interested to hear your comments or thoughts about the topic we've covered today. Hopefully this is helpful. And if it is, please share it with somebody else who might benefit from it. We appreciate you being here with us. See ya.